Welcome to episode 54 of I Dream of Cameras, the podcast about cameras and camera collecting, brought to you by the gang at the Sunny 16 Podcast. My name is Jeff Greenstein. And my name is Gabe Sachs. Welcome to episode 54. Once again, we are coming to you from a different part of the United States. I am still in Los Angeles, but I will just pretend I'm somewhere else. Jeff Greenstein, where are you? Yes. I am in Seattle, Washington. Oh, my goodness. Seattle, Washington, guys. Uh, you must have eaten a lot of seafood since you've been there. No. Do you know what I've eaten? I ate a hotel cookie. No. That's it. Come on. A hotel cookie. Yep. It's delicious this, seafood. Did you did you throw a fish at Pike Place? Uh, uh, no, that didn't happen. I didn't go to the original uh, Starbucks. <laughs> I did not uh, go to a grunge concert Nothing. or buy a flannel shirt. Uh, I've had very few Seattle-ish adventures. It did rain for yes. two solid days, yes. and it is beautifully sunny on the day of my departure, of which course. means I did have a Seattle experience. Yes, you did. You did. Uh, I don't understand why that song from Here Come the Bride says the bluest skies you'll ever see in <laughs> Seattle. It's just it's, total misnomer. Yeah. What, had the person who wrote it ever been to Seattle? Or they wrote it in the exact time in the last hundred years that it was blue skies yeah, every day I guess so. yeah. yeah yes so i am in seattle for the weekend and i'm flying back to new york uh tonight Excellent. and then more adventures will ensue which i will talk about in a minute oh but i love what that. did i do where am i coming from i was in los <laughs> angeles for a week and yes. i saw you yes you did it was great which was wonderful um and now i am on the next phase of my journey which is going to have me out and about for about the next six weeks. Amazing. I don't know how we're going to do this, man. It's great. How we're we going to do it. We're going to figure it out. We're mobile. We're world. Uh, we're coming to you from all over the world. It's very exciting. From all over the world. This is going to be truly a global experience. Right. Uh, but for now, it is Studio 54. <laughs> 54. Wait, 54. Now, hold on. Let me carry the one. What? Let me do a little math. Let me do a little something. Wait, five. it's complicated. 16 minus 4, 85, 72. That would be 1969, I believe. Am I correct? Please check. Quite a with, good year. Please check with your brother. Quite a good year. It is 69. Nice. Yes. So, do you have any? Uh, I don't know. Notable events. Well, of that banner year. One of my favorite cameras ever. Yes. It 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 really the prototype came out in 65, but the camera came out in 69. The Pentax six by seven. Oh. I believe I had guessed oh, this my in goodness. a prior episode. You and did I was wrong. You did. Is this the original Pentax six yes, by six seven? By seven. The sexy typewriter yes. font. Yes, it's beautiful. I love it. You gave me a perfect one after I went through this depression of, of, uh, of one that was not fixable, and you were with me when I found out it was not fixable. Yes, that's true. Um, yes, we were in a vintage store, yeah, I believe, in Long Beach, where we right. found that out. I it's a, and wait, wait, wait. Very exciting. It was, you know, they said it was bigger and heavier, which it is. Yes. But I just stunning photographs come from that camera, and I, the lenses are spectacular. Are you shooting with that 6x7? I am shooting with days? that 6x7. I absolutely love it. I um, love it. You know, I have one. Yes, you do. Uh, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I know it's coming. I don't want you to say it. Just say, just say you have one, and it's I lovely. Have I have one, and it's lovely. <laughs> I did get to thinking about maybe sticking the Polaroid back back on that thing and shooting some 
Fuji FP100. That's or awesome. You have to do that. I yeah, because you know, here's the thing. I have not sampled that camera in a while. Right. And it's sitting on the shelf there, gathering dust, and I feel bad about it, which leads to the thing that I'm not going to say. Uh, right. So right. I think the solution is, I have to break it out and start shooting with it again. And using that ProBack, which we talked about in our Polaroid episode, yep. for those of you who missed it. This is a back that was available for many SLRs in the 1970s, which enabled you to use pack film in your 35 millimeter, or in this case, 120 camera, is really fun. So it's good. It's really fun. And so I was thinking of strapping on that back and maybe giving it another run. Because that 105 is one of the finest lenses ever made. Beautiful. I also have the 45, yes. which mimics the S, which I can mask to mimic an X-Pan shot. Oh, you're kidding. That I didn't know. Did you know that? Nope. That if you put the 45 millimeter lens on the Pentax 6x7 and then mask the resultant image top and bottom, you get a 24 by 65 image, which is exactly the same as the X-Pan, including the lens being exactly the same. Oh, that's cool. How about that? That I love. Well, wait a minute. And you ready for this? 1969, the Olympus 35 SP. Have you shot with that camera? That I have not. I want to tell you a little bit about my adventures with the 35 SP. As you know, yes, I love Olympus rangefinders. Yes, you do. The 35 RC was my first 35 millimeter camera that I picked out myself. The 35 RD was the camera that saved my ass on that cross country trip <laughs> when my Canon A2E failed. So of course, I was naturally curious about the other rangefinders in the line, and I would hear about the SP. Do you know why it is called the SP? It's super perfect. It's super perfect, and it has a spot meter. Ah, nice. Yeah, so I wanted one of these. And what I didn't account for is it is larger than even the 35RD. It's oh, significantly wow. larger than the 35RC. It's larger than a Leitzman Ulta CL. Oh, interesting. It's a bigger and a little more ungainly. It's about the size of like a Yashica Electro 35. Interesting. Okay, like a larger yeah, rangefinder. That's big. It also has a very peculiar EV exposure system, which I did not like. But it does have that excellent 1.7 lens. So a lot of people love that 35 SP, right. and I will not disabuse them of that notion. It is definitely a worthy camera. That's very and spot nice. Spot meters are fun, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But that's a good one. That's a good one. The other thing that happened is that the Polaroid Land Model 350 came out. Ooh. Uh, which was just What's a few, which which just a few years. Um, it's similar to the hundred and the three sixty and the yeah. four fifty. Um, it was the inclusion of a development timer on the rear of the body. Oh, I love those development timers. Yep, and a smaller yep. eyepiece. And you know. I love that. I have one on my one eighty, or do I have a one ninety five? I think I you have one ninety five. Oh no, I have one. Yeah, I think you have one ninety five. I can never remember. And you know that what? Cool. And you know what? Yes. Yes. Someone went for a ride in 1975. Can you tell me who? Wait, 75? No, I'm we sorry. 69. I, I said 69. It just came out 75. Ah, someone went for a ride in 69. Yes. Who went for a ride? I don't know who that is. Who? The Hasselblad went for a ride on Apollo 11. <gasps> Game <laughs> You are so canny. <laughs> uh that's an amazing thing. Yep. One of those. What? Which? Which Hasselblad was? Well, it? it's interesting because because the one that I was most interested in that went along was the you know you know how I love the EL. 
Yeah. So it had that bass. But the thing is about theirs, that their electronic model, I don't know what it is about space and camera companies, right? Yeah. You would think that you could take the camera up there, you see the camera, and you go, oh, my gosh, I want that camera. It's never yeah. like that. It's always some customized, cool, you know, this was all almost chrome. You yeah. know, the one that went up there. And yeah, I, I remember I this. couldn't get one of those. I always <laughs> look for that. But I'm just wondering, I'm wondering, what do they say? They, I'm sure they have to have it manufactured. I'm sure they're one-offs or two-offs or something yeah. like that. But uh, those things were really, really, really cool. I believe I have seen a web page somewhere of someone who took the stock ELM or whatever and modified it to be a replica Apollo camera. Oh, that's spectacular. I, I have to see that. I mean... I believe that exists. I'll look it up. Uh, but I believe someone did that to sort of have a, you know, uh, they stripped all the, you know, leather red off and so forth and put the appropriate badging on it. And that, I that love sort of it. Thing. There you go. There's a little uh, 1969 for you. Excellent 1969. There That's really, really good. A great year for cameras. Gabe, when we've done 170 episodes of this show. Yes. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, 2035, and we're talking about photographic events of, uh, like, 1750. Right. What are we going to do? So what we're going to do is what people don't know is there was actually a digital camera back then. And we'll, discuss, <laughs> we'll, discuss, we'll discuss that then. We're going to okay. discuss that then. Okay, that sounds yes. great. It's... Well, that was an excellent pricey, Mr. Sachs. <laughs> now... As you all know, uh, this is this is a primarily improvised, unscripted podcast. Never. So <laughs> this is the point where I say to Gabe, shall we tackle the mailbag now or should we push it to uh, our third segment later in the show? What would you like to do? I say we tackle it now. Why not? I don't know what well, I'm thinking, but yes, let's do it. Here we go, gang. A dip into our perpetually prodigious... Mailbag. Okay, so I, I, it is quite full. There are 19 items in the mailbag. Love it. Um, and uh, lots of people responding to queries from previous episodes. We will start <laughs> with Martin McPherson. <laughs> I, I think now I'm just in a Gilbert and Sullivan musical. I'm not sure I'm even doing the <laughs> accent anymore. Okay, here is the email from Martin. He says, some good-natured mocking and a question. You know, if anyone has the right to do some good if anyone has the right to do some good-natured mocking, it would be Martin McPherson. He yes. says, guys, of course, congrats on your 50th, a masterpiece within a series of brilliance. After all of Jeff's dire adventures with X-Pans, I knew as soon as you started the story that you'd gotten another. I mock the purchase of a second rare and amazingly expensive camera, but completely understand, probably would have done the same. A favorite camera is a favorite camera. The shots you make with it really are quite fabulous. Can we pause for a beat? Yes. I have two X-Pans. Do yes, you judge you do. Me? Oh. Do you judge no. Do I judge you for having two X-Pans instead of another car? No, I think it's just fine. I think it's totally fine. Car. It's totally fine. Oh my god! In, all right. In fact, okay. I wish I had made a list of all the cars you could have purchased with those two expenses. Yeah. But well, as y'all know, my beloved Volvo 122 was purchased for eighteen hundred dollars, which is basically uh, one third of an X-Pan. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, quick question before I go on with Martin's email: Should I keep both of them or should I get rid of one? 
Well, you, I'm, you're asking the wrong person. Like, so my logic side says you should get rid of one and then you'll yes. feel like it was a wash and then it paid for itself, even though you paid twice. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm just going to yes. say, but my practical side, as you know, as if, you know, I'm going to a beers and cameras event today, I yes. am uh, going to bring a couple cameras, but there will always be a couple of the car just in case. Yeah. So my issue is that if you're somewhere and you have set up this beautiful shot and yes. it's, you know, in front of whatever, you know, landmark and you love it and then you click and it doesn't work, I think you're going to be upset about it. So you believe having a backup is a good thing Always. for a camera that is this beloved? Yes. It is working perfectly, guys. I don't know if I mentioned that part. Our miracle camera repair guy did his magic, yep. and it seems to be completely fine. He lubricated the motor, and it seems to be working fine. All right, I guess I'm keeping both of them. Uh, but, you know, guys, you want to make me an offer? There you go. You want to make me an offer on the OG XPAM, which was just CLA'd? Feel free. Okay, on we go with Martin's email. He says, the other mock of this email is Gabe's Yashica T4. I've never understood premium point-and-shoots. They seem like a fool's errand. <laughs> Shoehorning a gorgeous lens into a compact body and then sacrificing most manual control? No thanks! But I was at my local camera place recently. Shout out Dodd Camera in downtown Cleveland. Oh, nice. What Martin is in... He must be traveling. Yes. If he's in Cleveland, because we know he's from Scotland. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and he could not pass up a very well-priced rico gr1s the lcd is practically dead which means the viewfinder info is basically gone as well if you memorize the button press sequence it's completely usable as long as you don't mind not knowing the shutter speed but i have to tell you i've enjoyed shooting with it tremendously that's great i gave it a trial by fire to start by loading notoriously fickle ectochrome 100 slide film but if the photos come back nice i'm gonna have to change my tune i'll let you know Oh my Gabe. goodness! I tell you, look, I I love, I really depend on that Yashica T4, and I have since been mm. looking for a match to it. And I think you wow. know, look, the GR is beautiful. I mean, that camera is really cool. But yes, that is the problem that sometimes all the, you know, yeah. the LED, all these things go out. But I have I always, I'm always looking for like this sharp camera and i and i actually wrote you last time when i was at the uh los angeles photography club cameras and coffee event i think you remember it was a Pen yes. pentax uc one yeah yeah and that uh i couldn't believe how sharp that was like someone was showing me that and that was that's sort of been on my list but uh yeah. you know okay he has a question martin has a question I know Gabe shoots a Hasselblad and, of course, the Roll-Eyes, but it has talked about the Bessa 2, and the show loves the Pentax 6-7. I'm looking for a medium-format camera I can walk around with that won't break my arm. What do you suggest? The caveats are thus. I don't want a square, so it's got to be 645, 6x7, or 6x9, and he wants an SLR. Ooh. That's a tough one. I mean, yeah. What would you pick? It's you want an SLR. I know. I mean, I've been using the uh, the Pentacon Six TL, which mm. I am so happy with. I can't even tell you. I love it. Wow. Now the issue is that I guess you can get um, you can get a viewfinder that'll it will act like an SLR. But the issue is that the viewfinders are very dark. There's no mm. quite. I've never seen one that's bright. So. 
Um, I use a waist level finder on mine. I'm trying to think, is it the G645? Um, is that one? Is that an option? Not an SLR. Right, sorry, sorry, range finder. Okay, yeah, right. that, I was thinking the same um, thing. I was thinking all those Fujis, but he wants an SLR. Okay, well, 6.7 so, will break your back. Bronica, still breaking your back. Kiev. Oh, that's to... interesting, Jeff. Okay, you're, you're right there. I would find a CLA'd um, RX camera. Um, one of our amazing listeners turned me on to them. Oh, interesting. A-R-A-X. Uh, if you get a completely refurbished, maybe Kiev 80 or Kiev 88, I think that will solve it. Or a 60. I may have these numbers wrong, but I would yeah. look up those Russian cameras because some of those lenses, including the Volna 3, which is an 80 millimeter, or there's another one too, but are beautiful. Like the wow. are absolutely stunning. So I would look that up. That seems to be a good... I'm sure we're forgetting one, but... That okay. seems to be it. All right, listeners, chime in. Let's give Martin some guidance here. Yep. He wants a non-square frame, and it's got to be an SLR. So yep. give us some of your thoughts. He says, finally, a photo sit sounds like something to be done in a single photogenic location or in a studio, just having fun shooting and chatting and whatnot. And it sounds like a blast to me. Listen, we may do the I Dream of Cameras photo sit. We're going to do it. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll go to the, um, I hear the Getty Museum is quite beautiful. Uh, yes, yes. Ar- <laughs> yes. Architect's one of the my favorites. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, as always, for your work. Catch you next time. Martin McPherson, he is Audioper on Instagram, Audio, P-E-R. Thank you for writing, Martin! He also has a P.S. in a second email. He says, last week I took delivery of a slightly forgotten Kickstarter I'd funded a year or three ago, the Jolly Look Instant Camera. I received a DIY build-it-yourself kit for a folding bellows, wood-bodied, manually cranking, Instax Mini pinhole camera. This is my first foray into pinhole, though now my, not my first in DIY cameras, as I also have a low... As I also... See, guys, I, this would typically be edited back. <laughs> as I also have yes. a lomography constructor. It seems super smart, since you can almost instantly check your exposure and try again if needed. Plus, Jolly Look Team is out of Ukraine, so you're supporting folks who probably need it. Have you guys ever played with pinhole photography or trying to make your own camera or camera gear? Thanks again, Martin McPherson. Audioper, have you? You know, I've gotten gifts. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. received some gifts of those little ones that you can make. You know, they're like come in a matchbox yeah. or, or something like that. But I really have not played with them. I don't think, I think maybe when I was in high school, I probably played with pinhole and probably did it with a, you know, Coke can or something like that. But I can't remember. Do you see this scar? Do you see that scar? Oh, no. Right there. Yes, I do. That is a pinhole camera scar. <gasps> You're kidding. Oh, my gosh. You have, you are injured. Listeners, this is a podcast, so you cannot see that uh, at the base of my thumb, on top of my hand, there is a probably inch-long, ugly scar from the worst emergency room in Atlanta, Georgia. I was eight years old. I was on the uh, bus home from camp and decided to take out my Cub Scout pocket knife and try and carve a hole in a black plastic... Well, it was the dice cup from a game that I had. In order Ouch. to make a pinhole camera, the knife blade slipped, went into my thumb. Uh, I sat at home for two hours until my mom got home, at which point she took me to the emergency room and I got stitched up. I sacrifice your meeple! Oh, my The goodness. answer is I did a lot of pinhole photography when I was first learning the standard, like, 
pinhole in a piece of aluminum foil, and I loved it. I loved to use doing photo paper in pinhole cameras too. That was fun, like long, long exposures on the photo paper. I tried everything, but I have not done it since I was about 12 years old. And I know that there are beautiful pinhole cameras out there. Let's hear from you guys in listener land. Is pinhole photography something you want us to talk about more? Yes. All right. Next up, a gentleman who only refers to himself as Spider Dude. Oh, boy. He is Spider underscore Dude on the Instagram. Here is what he says. The subject line is photo books. Greetings, Jeff and Gabe. Longtime listener, first-time caller. He always wanted to say that. Love the show. Don't tell us that. <laughs> Love hanging out with y'all at the Beers and Cameras meetups whenever possible. Maybe you'll be seeing him this yes. afternoon, Gabe Sachs. Gabe, it was awesome running into you in Santa Monica camera hunting. Yes. Hmm, yes. Remember this guy? Search as I may, I still haven't found a Kodak Instamatic X15 out in the wild. I'm always fascinated by abandoned and discarded cameras for sale in secondhand shops, as opposed to those someone on eBay thinks I need to buy at unreasonable prices. The search continues. That's very interesting. Yeah. He'd rather happen upon something I serendipitously than search for it. Wonderful. On to the query. I love that the last few episodes you've been mentioning photo books more and more. This makes me happy because monographs are my favorite aspect of photography, the greatest tool for independent learning. And yes, I agree. Last bookstore in downtown LA has an amazing collection. Go. More people should get photo books on their shelves. Yes, YouTube is great. Galleries are fantastic. But a great photo book can be devoured and poured over a great leisure. I agree. We agree. My problem. Here we go. I know of a top super secret public library here in Los Angeles with an amazing collection of photo books, which I love to visit. But I fear that if I start to spread the word on this low-key place, it may be overrun by visitors and will lose its appeal. Oh, boy. I want my friends to know of it, but I equally love spending hours there alone. Am I being selfish? Will the photo god strike me down? Do you have any advice? Congrats on the 50th show. Keep them coming. Conflicted bookworm in L.A. Spider Dude. Gabe. I what are your thoughts love for the spider? photography books, as you know, Me Jeff. Too. I have piles yes. and piles. I will go back to them. I'll refer to them. I will find them in different stores. They do come up at thrift stores. Yes. Um, sometimes people just get rid of books and they just, you know, put them back into the world like Jeff is going to do with his X-Pan. Um, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yes. But, you know, I, first of all, I need to find out what this this place is yes this, i think i know okay don't say it but yes i'm not going very, to but i very, think i know what he's talking very about. very very excited do you think he is selfish hoarding listen in general let's talk about photography resources yes a camera shop that you know and love a library that has a collection is it wrong i think i know what our answer is going to be <laughs> uh but is it wrong to hoard this info and these places and not tell anybody the way that we don't tell anybody the name of our camera repair guy. Well, I think that, Is that wrong? Well, the funny thing about that is nothing is better than sitting around with some photography friends and we're all talking about this person and not one of us is mentioning this person and it's all the same person. That's the funniest yes. thing. So not yes. such a secret. But anyway... Um, no, I I think it's it's totally fine. But you tell your friends that are in the photography community locally, I think is great. I think yes. that's sort of my in-between non-committal answer. But I think is that's it, it. Yeah. Is it wrong to to barter info? In other words, to you're nope. at a beers and cameras meetup and you say, I will tell you the name of yes. 
this place if you tell me where to get for portra for seven dollars a hundred percent i <laughs> i think that is it and i also look the other thing i really love and i think we might do at our um special uh i dream of cameras meetup or yes whatever event we're going to do is i love a photography book exchange i think yes. that's something really cool everyone brings a book or two and everyone can keep it for a couple of weeks. You come back and you re-exchange it. I just feel like I'm so into these photography books. And when I get into special like categories, like 1940s and 50s fashion photographers, you know, I can just go on forever. But I'd love to share that stuff. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so there's your answer, Jordan. Okay, we, I think, philosophically are all about sharing. Okay, <laughs> this podcast would not exist if we did not have the burning desire to share yes. our prodigious knowledge with you people. Of course. Don't hoard it. And don't hoard cameras either because Tessa is out there and she wants your Roloflex. That's okay, true. so thank you for writing Spider Dude. Next email is from Jordan Ross. Didn't bother to do a subject line. Okay. Here's what he says. Howdy. I got a burning question for Mr. Gabe Sachs. Yes. Is there a plan to release some form of photo book featuring the shots you took during your time on Freaks and Geeks. I would definitely buy that, sir. Jordan Ross, Bloomington, Indiana. On Instagram, he is pretty underscore negatives. Gabe! Oh my gosh, Jordan, thank you, first of all, for even, you know, bringing that up. But, you know, hopefully, this is what we're, we're trying to do. There's a lot of people involved. Um, and it's, uh, you know, Judd Apatow has talked to me about this a number of times. Um, Paul Feig is involved. You know, obviously he created the show and I think we all want to do it. We're just deciding how, and I yeah. think we may do it for a charity, which I think would be amazing. So we're figuring that out, but yes, there will probably be a book in the future. Did I see a mock-up photo book at your home? Yes. A, uh, a friend of mine, Matthew Gonzalez, who's a photographer and um, just a, great vet friend he yeah. went and um we were talking about putting a book together so i could show an example of it and yes he put together it's a it's he's did a really great job with it yeah it's so, beautiful yeah, yeah. thanks all right well there is the interest there that's exciting i would love to see that as well okay next up douglas ingram subject line where to globe trot as you may recall we were soliciting ideas because obviously now i am i am off the chain <laughs> Okay, his suggestion was Canada, because people don't think of going to Canada. When you come, come to Winnipeg, because when people do think about going to Canada, they don't think about going to Winnipeg. When you come to Winnipeg, I'll happily turn you around, host you in my home, provide a bed for your slumber. What is happening here? And there's a dark room to use. What could be better? Enjoying the show, even if I've been delinquent in contributing to the prodigious mailbag. Doug. Okay. Douglas Ingram pitching Canada and offering us a place to stay. I love it. I just want to say, listeners, <laughs> we encourage this. Yes. Okay? Because we'll show do up. Do you want to host us in your homes? You can do it. <laughs> You know, I have never been to Winnipeg. I've been all over Canada, but never been there. I believe I have a number of friends from Winnipeg who say it's a great place to leave. Oh, stop. <laughs> so, I, I'm just delivering the news. So they I'm just all, delivering the news. They also say the peg. I know in the peg. Toronto. There. Um, yeah, I would love to go there. I love, obviously, I love the Winnipeg Jets, but I also love, yes. um, I would love to see the camera culture up there. I'd love to see yeah. if there's uh, some thrift stores we could hit. Uh, yeah. Please let us okay. know. Okay. All right. Thank you, Douglas. It is on our list. 
Our next email is from the delightful and delicious Bear Brown. Love this guy. He hasn't written in a bit, and we're very happy that he's back. He's, of course, Film Professor Bear, B-E-A-R, on Instagram. Here's what he says. Subject line, love of bags starts with one, episode 52. He says, I, too, have recently purchased a Peak Design backpack, and I also love it because my old backpack was worn out where it hits my butt. My, My choice was a charcoal gray everyday backpack V220L. I don't know if that's what I have. I think I have a 10L. As far as finding your white whale camera, it's an amazing adventure just to find it and realize you might actually get it. I have acquired my two white whales, and I'm very happy I did. He includes a picture of them. One is a Bush Pressman Model C, and the other is a Debris Sept. Oh, oh, mm. oh my God. The Sept is bizarre with the most gorgeous Deco logo. Unbelievable, super cool cameras. He goes on to say, shifting gears. I don't know how often y'all actually dream of cameras, but I actually did have a camera dream recently. I was at a protest, can't remember what, but I was shooting with my go-to Bush Pressman Model C, and as I went through the crowd, I ran into other photographers with cameras I have considered getting, such as the Coney Omega, Mamiya 7, and the Texas Leica Fuji G690. All of them were fascinated by my Pressman and lots of great camera praise. Now to find a long enough camera strap for my Pressman attaches an image. Bear Brown. Gabe, do you literally dream of cameras? Just I, say yes. I do. I do. I, to, <laughs> I, I would say that. These, this is what I hear when I hear these cameras. This yes. is what goes through my head. What goes yes. through my head is like when I hear a math problem. Mm. I always think it's going to be complicated, those cameras. I don't know why. I just, I mm. just, I, I think maybe it's my patience level, but you know, I can't figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what my last camera dream is, but I don't doubt that it happens. I absolutely don't doubt that. Yeah. So. Let's hear from you guys. Okay, hold on one Recount second. I, your, I need what? I need to go back for a second. Okay. Yes. Douglas Ingram. Okay. Yes. If you do not follow him, please do. And also, he has RedRiverCanoe.ca. Oh, this guy yeah. creates the most beautiful canoes I've Thank ever seen. I'm talking about these are handmade, stunning. You can see examples. You can learn things about canoes because I had no idea. How much work, you know, when I've gotten into a canoe, I get into a canoe. I'm not thinking about how much work went into them. But if you go to redrivercanoe.ca, yeah. you've got to see his work. It's spectacular. And I just want to say, I feel we contribute to the quality of Douglas's work because he says he listens to the podcast while working on the canoes. Yes. So if the canoes are pretty, it is probably because of our aesthetic <laughs> yes, contribution. Yes, exactly. And there should be a little I Dream of Cameras canoe. That's all I'm yes. saying. yes. Uh, definitely do that. Okay, next email. Mark Peskowski says, seeking bolder exposure numbers. Here's what he says. Hey, Gabe and Jeff. Redacted praise follows. Love the energy you bring to the airways. I was hooked from the first episode. I have at times felt bad about my constant need to fall in love with some random camera and obsess about it, but your podcast has helped me feel a bit more normalized. Thank you for the service you provide. I, 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 we will accept that praise. He says yes. he has a dilemma. Yes. Uh-oh. It concerns an etiquette-related statute of limitations. I love this sort of thing. See, a year ago, I sent a film-related question to the only other podcast I listened to. What? Are there other podcasts? Oh, no, I, I refuse to believe it. I bear them no ill will. I'm still a fan. However, my question remains unacknowledged. So at the risk of throwing myself into film camera podcast shame by double dipping, he's going to ask the question again to us. Oh, we're going to give you an answer right away. Let me tell you. 
A couple of dudes who have likely spent some time peering through the amber windows of medium format TLRs, folders, and box cameras. Okay, but first some background. My dad got me into photography as a young kid. It was his passion. I was raised with darkroom access and taking photos has been a constant through his life and mine. My dad has been digital only for decades after life didn't leave time nor space for a darkroom. So when he expressed interest in experimenting with a 120 Holga, I ordered one for him immediately. However, his up-close vision even corrected is challenged. He has an exceptionally hard time reading the frame numbers through the amber window. I've searched the internet for any info on 120 emulsions that might have bolder, more readable frame numbers, but this doesn't seem to be something people are talking about. Ilford Delta and Kodak Triax both use thin, faint fonts virtually invisible for him. I know one solution would be to get him a camera that has a mechanical counter. That's what I was going to say. But medium format cameras of that sort tend to be bulkier, heavier, exponentially more expensive. And his interest in exploring photography is with the Holga. Not to mention he's shot hundreds of rolls through cameras like the Yashica 124G he passed on to me years ago. So, any tips on film stocks to try out. He prefers black and white, but would use anything to avoid spinning past exposures between shots. Thank you for considering this. By the way, I'm enjoying your episodes in reverse order between new releases, which makes the on-again, off-again expanification of Jeff quite the backwards roller coaster ride. <laughs> That's so funny. Mark Peskowski, Alameda, California. What an interesting question. Do you have advice for Mark and his dad? I. This is a tough one. You know what I mean? This is This is one of those... And I do love that little window. I will tell you, I do love yeah. watching. The... Yeah. Um, Gosh, it's I the mean, different stock issue that I'm just not sure of. What do you think? I, I'm gonna solicit. I listen. Remember, I only shoot medium format sparingly, and I would say the cameras that I use principally, the six by seven and the Roleye, both have frame counters. Right. So you know the times when I haven't, when I use like the. Um, uh, a Diana or something. It, yes, it is challenging. So let's put it to the teaming master. Yeah, seriously. I believe the Diana doesn't have a proper frame counter either, that you have to look through the window. I seem to recall, and it has been a while, guys, but when I shot color reversal stock through a medium format camera that the contrast of the numbers was higher. But uh, let's hear from some medium format shooters. I don't want to just run my mouth. Right, right, right. Okay, I want to close by saying, well, we're not going to pro we're not going to completely empty the prodigious mailbag, but I will got to give some credit to one of our listeners, Alan Perez, who sent me like eight emails giving recommendations of places to go and shops to visit on my upcoming Central European trip, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. So I just want to say generally, Alan, this is absolutely incredible. So, so thank you for all of the wise advice. He talked about x-ray machines. He talked about shops. He talked about, I mean, my God, it, absolutely wonderful. So, Alan, thank you for all that. We are going to close, however, with an email from, I have to be honest, this is my favorite name <laughs> of any of our correspondents. It is, of course, Thomas Pinchon character, Laz Canny, on the subject of concert photography. He says... Hey guys, was listening to the last episode about concert photography, had to chime in, because that is most of what I do. I shoot the hardcore punk scene around New England. Love this. I shoot on my Leica M7, using either a 28 or 21 millimeter lens, 1600 speed film, and a flash. 
I try to be as close as possible, so I'm usually in the pit. I had one casualty at a recent gig for a band called Gumscab, where someone in the mosh pit punched backwards, hitting oh. my flash, and it exploded. I will include a picture of the expensive like a flash I had to replace, but it was all in good fun, and the camera was fine. You can check out my Instagram, which is at nhxgrain. Loving the work you guys are doing. Can't wait to hear the next episode. And he includes a picture of this shattered flash. Laz Canny concert photography. How about that, Gabe? That is so cool. First of all, concert photography in the best situations is hard. And yes. just the fact that he's not only having fun with it, but yeah. he's also shooting like daredevil type shooting. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to listen. So thank you for that. And I want to talk about concert photography right after we close the mailbag. But I do have to tag on one more email that we got. Oh, boy. Uh, from Larry Effler. This is the complete text of the email. I finally Googled Jeff Greenstein. Way to go, Jeff. Okay. Thank you, Larry. And with that, we close the prodigious mailbag as you know guys you can write to us at idreamofcameras at gmail.com we love your emails we have caught up quite a bit we still have two or three in the prodigious mailbag but please write to us we love hearing from you we do all right that was the mailbag gabe that was improvised yeah but we did it though i mean i'm happy we did it there are just a couple left please write to us guys we're going to try and keep up. We have kept up our bi-weekly schedule, even with all of the crazy travel business. That's true. So there you go. All right. Movingon.org. Uh, Gabe, what have you been shooting lately? What's going on in your world? Let's hear well, about it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I, there was another amazing uh, Los Angeles Photography Club event, which is Cameras and Coffee, which, as you know, is my favorite. Yes. Because guess what? You get to sit. And the only walking you're doing is walking around meeting other photographers. Yes. There was a great turnout. Um, yeah. Katie Bonzer puts it together and does an absolute amazing job. And everyone is just very chill and friendly. Uh, met at uh, MCO Coffee. And it was just a great event. I mean, met a wow, lot of new cool. people. And there's just so many people into photography. A lot of first timers were there, which was great. Everyone yeah. had some really interesting, unique cameras. And I love, just like what I said when I found that Pentax, you know, yeah. I said, I'm, I, I just said to someone, I'm really looking for what's the sharpest lens on a compact point and yeah. shoot. And then he pulls this out. He goes, well, I'm, he's an expert on these cameras. So yeah, it was just, it was, it was a, you know, great event. It was really, really fun. Yeah. This is Los Angeles Photography Club, yes, right? Yes. It has grown rather prodigiously. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And then, and then today, uh, there's a big Beers and Cameras event, uh, yeah. which is very exciting, which you could always go to Beers and Cameras wherever you are in the world, and you will see if there's any events by you. This is Beers and Cameras Los Angeles. Um, yes. You know, Joe Stitt is sort of handling it today, so it'll be very, very fun, and that'll be in Highland yeah. Park. So yeah. I'm excited to go to that, and I am bringing my... You ready? Yes. My new old... Canon Flex RM, which I've never used. This is your first time shooting. First time with shooting it. it. And my I am Contact oh. 645. But the uh, wow, the uh, Canon Flex. I'm so excited because I know nothing about it, and I'm just going to wow. shoot it and see what happens. 
I am. You're going to get a lot of attention for that baby. That black-bodied, brassed baby. Uh, that's amazing. I'm so excited to hear how you get on with that. That's with the clip-on meter too. Oh, it's very gonna be, curious it's gonna to be see very, how that experience is. Very exciting. You know, I have a Canon Flex with a clip-on meter, and I never clip the meter on. <laughs> I think this one, I can't decide. What, I'll have to look at it again. It's in my camera bag. It's just, I'm ready to get out the door. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, it's very exciting to try the camera. And I've, I've been loving the Pentacon 6TL. I don't know what it wow. is, but I did a bunch of portraits on it. And it's, it's, it's a beast, but I absolutely love it. And there were a lot of cameras that were sort of, you know, copying this and it's, it's just, yeah. uh, especially the lenses and the, um, there's some Russian versions of lenses that are just amazing that I want to try. So I've had a lot of camera fun in the last few weeks. What about the largeness of that camera? Oh, you think it's large? <laughs> it's quite large. It's as large as your but head. It's so Look at it. He's holding it up and it's as down. large as his head. Boy, is that a large camera. I love is it. Is that six by six? Seven? It's what square. It? It's square. Square. Yeah. Interesting. Gorgeous. Okay. There you Excellent. go. Excellent. There you go. What about you, well, Jeff Greenstein? Oh, man. Have you well, done it? Have you been out of your house? <laughs> the, the, the thing is, have I been in my house? No, you have not. Um, yeah, I was home for a few days, but I've been out and about. I have a few things to report back on. Uh, oh, boy. As we uh, talked about last time, I used my X-Pan to do some concert photography and uh, following on what our Pinchon friend, Laz Canny, uh, shared. And I believe I mentioned that about half of it was shot with 3200-speed film, both Ilford Delta and uh, Kodak T-Max P3200. And then my last roll, I had run out of that stuff, so I took some HP5 and I pushed it two stops to 1600, which is something I have never, ever done. Oh, wow. I sent the film to Picture House slash The Small Dark Room in New York, which is a lab that I adore. And I got the results back. Gabe, would you be surprised to learn that the HP5 results were more pleasing to my eye than the 3200? You're kidding. You're kidding. And it was six, and you pushed to 16, not 3200. 16. I pushed to 16. Ah, that's okay? even more interesting. It is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you do that, it bumps up the contrast. Right. I found that the enhanced contrast suited the mood of the concert better in a way, it may be just because my eye is attuned to higher contrast right. concert photography, but I really liked the results with HP5. And I think if I find myself in this situation in the future, I will just shoot Tri-X or HP5. And oh, push it. wow. That's great. I just like it. It's a little grainier and a little contrastier. I, I didn't notice a marked loss of sharpness. Um, you know, making out the faces of the band members and so forth. Remember, I was shooting the wide screen. I was not up in the pit right. like Laz is. Right. I was trying, one of the reasons I wanted to shoot with the, the X-Pan was get all five members of the band in the frame at the same time. And I liked the results that I got with the HP5. Very interesting wow. stuff. So I might experiment with that a little more in low light situations. The other saga I would like to update you on is the Mamiya 35mm SLR saga uh-uh. now i believe we spoke of this that i impulsively bought two mamiya 35 millimeter slrs both black one is the 1000 dtl which comes in both black and chrome right. and has traditionally been seen as a trash table camera uh even though it is made by mamiya and has a lovely tomioka made i have learned 55 millimeter lens on it the other was the incredibly rare 
2000 DTL, which is very similar, except it has a top shutter speed of one two thousandth of a second. These cameras are fairly unique in that you can switch on the fly between spot and averaging metering, which oh, wow. is something I yeah. don't think you can say about, I mean, any SLR of the era. Wow. So that's kind of exciting. Um, and uh, here's the interesting fact. The 1000 was advertised as working perfectly. The 2000 was advertised as as is. <laughs> Flip it around, baby. The 2000 works perfectly. The 1000's meter is dead. But I cannot wait to get out and shoot with this oh thing. Oh, my gosh. This 55-millimeter lens, it turns out, is legendary. Yep. It's one of those beautifully radioactive yellowed thorium glass lenses. Um, people love this Is thing. that the 1.8? The is it a 1.8? It's a 1.4. 1.4. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. It's a 1.4. And this lens is cheap, guys. This lens won't cost you, I mean, a great one won't cost you more than 100 bucks. Wow. And I, as I think I mentioned, I got this whole package, both cameras and a lens and a case and a strap for like, uh, what was it? I got to take a look. It was a couple hundred bucks oh. for everything. So very excited to get out and shoot with these. Um, so that. The other thing I want to mention in passing, I have mentioned this product before, but when you find that the black paint is chipped out of the logo of your, say, Nikon F, or you find out that the white paint is chipped out of the logo of your black body Mamiya 1000 DTL, the lacquer stick is your friend. Oh my goodness. Lacquer stick is a waxy pencil that you rub into these indentations and then you wipe away the excess and it looks good as new. They're about 10 bucks. Wow. Get a lacquer stick, yeah. guys. Why live with an incomplete logo? Yes. Okay. Final thing I want to share is... The bluest skies I've ever seen in Seattle may not be true, but they do have one of the best camera shops I've ever been to in my life. Oh my goodness. The Shot on Film store, which is in Lake City, the northern suburb of Seattle. I went in there yesterday. My God. Oh my goodness. The selection. I got Stendhal syndrome, you know, <laughs> like where you're overwhelmed by beauty. The selection was stunning. They had an X-Pan 1 and an X-Pan 2. They had a repainted Leica M3 with black paint and um, uh, brown leatherette. Wow. They had a gold Minolta CLE. They had, I mean, it was more than I could handle. They had a Verawide. They had all sorts of cameras I've never seen before. Uh, let me tell you something else I appreciate. All the cases were unlocked. Oh, you didn't have to get someone to come over and open a case. They're all unlocked so you can sift through and look at stuff. I love that. With, the guy, the salesperson, Brent, who apparently has been there for some time, was incredibly helpful and sweet. They also had an enormous film selection. I, three rolls of Ultramax, 10 bucks a roll. Oh, my goodness. 10 bucks a roll for Ultramax. Of course, I bought three rolls. I could not resist buying some stuff. Okay, I got the A16 flash for my Olympus XA, which is going to be my backup camera on this upcoming trip. I got some CR2 batteries for the X-Pan. I got some of that Ultramax. I got the 40mm 1.8 Konica Pancake, which I have had in the past, wow. which I love. But here was the prize, which I never intended to get. Oh. It is. Oh. It looks so good. Expl explain guys. what you're holding. Okay, here it is. Okay. This is a Honeywell Pentax S3, okay? This is the penultimate iteration of Pentax Pentaprism SLRs before the Spotmatic came out. So it is 
virtually the same as a Spotmatic. There is no meter, okay? All right, no meter, right. but, oh my God, incredible mechanical refinement, okay? And as you can see, a, I mean, no, this barely has a tiny spot of brassing on it. I got a black body one, so gorgeous, and I got the legendary, talk about legendary radioactive 1.4 lenses. <laughs> this is the 50 millimeter Super Tacomar F1.4. Wow. Total cost of this showcase, okay? This amazing lens, this beautiful body, $129. That's crazy. That's so exciting, though. And it's in such good condition. $129. It's gorgeous. Listen. Oh. Listen to that. It is gorgeous. It's, I can't wait to shoot with it. It feels so good in the hand. Somebody mentioned this when I posted about it on the iDream of Cameras Instagram. For some reason, these cameras don't photograph as pretty as they are. I think it looks like they're going to be larger than they are. This is not much larger than an OM-1. Isn't that funny? That's crazy. It looks like it's going to be larger, but it's not. It's actually smaller than a Spotmatic, right. marginally. Right. Feels great in the hand, all metal, beautiful finish. The electron, no electronics. The mechanicals. It just is a real confidence-inspiring camera. The lens handles beautifully. Look how gorgeously, like, it's just a very handsome camera. I can't wait to shoot with. I'm on an M42 kick, baby. Uh, apparently. That's I mean, amazing. Yeah, I have gone from having zero M42 cameras when I got rid of my Electro Spotmatic to somehow getting back into it. These S3s, which are also the S3V, is just like this, only with a self-timer. It's also known as the H3. Oh, sorry, mine is an H3, which is what they were known as in the United States. Abroad, they're known as the S3. They're exactly the same camera. The H3V or S3V, those have the self-timer. These are a bargain let me know, tell me a little bit about this is like i'm just not familiar with that camera very much but tell me about the lens like what is is there a special lens of those i mean what's the story there the tacomars are coated lenses okay okay and of course there's the super multi-coated tacomar which debuted with the spotmatic these are early coated lenses this is this camera is from 1960. got it okay so this is the beginning of the sort of modern coated lens era by the way this apparently, I haven't been able to completely verify this, but apparently this is the camera that was gifted by Asahi to all four of the Beatles. Oh, that's amazing. So that's you can see pictures of all of them with their Pentax. I think they are S3s. Wow. And you can see like, and they were encouraged to take pictures and document the tour. As a matter of fact, there is a new photo exhibition of photos by Paul McCartney that he took between 1961 and 1963 with his Pentax SLR. Oh, my God. So there's a nice little sort of historical yep. connection to these. But the lenses are wonderful, okay? These Pentax glass of this era is pretty extraordinary. And so I'm excited to get out and shoot with it. Not expensive. Why would you pay 350 oh, for a K1000 when you it. could get this? And use an external meter or just guess. Train yourself unbelievable so good how cool is that do, do you kind of want one i kind of do I, I of course as you're speaking i'm looking them all up yeah <laughs> you have to hand reset the film counter that's fine who cares who you cares? have to hand reset the film counter on a leica m2 also exactly okay? um but my god how pretty is that look at the h3 look at that typography 
Yeah, nice, it's beautiful. Right? It's really a great anyway, camera. Anyway, I'm very happy with this acquisition, especially because it was super cheap. So that's going to be fun. I am toting that around. Love it. Um, the other thing I am doing, and then I'll stop blabbing for a minute, is I am getting ready for this Central European trip, which is going to be quite a thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Going to Vienna and then Bratislava hmm. and then Brno and Carlsbad, not the one in California, and then probably back to London for a weekend and then to Vienna and flying back. So it is going to be What language a was, long will adventure. you be speaking there? Uh, uh, unfortunately, Czech has no consonants. So, yes. I mean, sorry. Unfortunately, Czech has no vowels. No vowels. Yes, I've heard this. I mean, this. it is. This is not like me in France, where I could kind of get along with my grammar school French, yeah, uh, and my knowledge of Latin and Italian. Yeah, this is going to be utterly opaque, and so <laughs> it's going to be interesting, guys. My decision, after much uh, equivocation, is I'm going to bring the X Pan, beautiful, and I'm going to bring the Elix- the Olympus XA4 as a backup. So those are my two cameras. Um, We'll see how it goes, guys. I'm gonna have some. I'm definitely gonna have some adventures at airport security to report back. Oh on. yes, you are. Do you know what I've found? I am. I gotta conquer this. I sometimes am reluctant to shoot for fear that I'm gonna have the experience that I did in Paris, where I get to security and they won't hand check my camera. Yeah. Like I feel like I have to complete all the roles that I've shot. I feel the same way. I do. Yeah. So what do we do about that? I don't know. It's a tough we just have one. To, they just don't care. I guess we just, I mean, I guess you just have to come to terms with the fact that before you go to the airport, you got to take all the film out of your cameras, yeah. whether it's done or not. Right. Yeah. But uh, so that's going to be an adventure. Um, we'll see how it goes, guys. It's going to be great. Um, I'm excited. This is what I've always yearned for. I wanted to do a lot more traveling, and uh, that is what I'm going to be doing. I'm also going to be doing the red carpet at a film festival in Carlsbad. I'm going to be oh, on the red carpet. That's a, On I, the red carpet! Can you take a little camera with you? I think you should. I'm thinking about bringing the I'd Olympus do it. Totally in do my it. pocket totally and just photograph it. what's happening to me because yep. a lot of things are happening to me that I never dreamed would happen. <laughs> yes, this is true. Uh so that, oh, I want to mention one more thing, and then I want to throw it back to you. One more thing. Many people have asked me how I am getting these swipeable panoramas on Instagram. When I post an X-Pan right. panorama, I post the full-frame version masked, so you can see the whole thing. And then you can swipe through and see them one by one. Formerly, I was using an iPhone shortcut uh, because it was free and I am cheap. I have found an excellent app that will do this and is free. It is called Swipestagram. <laughs> We will link to it. So for those of you who are fan- panoramic photographers, that's your, there's your answer. Love it. It's incredibly easy to use, and it will slice in as many slices as you like for your panorama. Love it. Gabe, I feel like I just monologued for 15 You minutes. did very well. I didn't mean to do it. It was good. Uh, what do you have coming up? Any photographic adventures coming up? I am up going to have soon? some photographic adventures. I'm going to shoot some people in the next couple weeks, which I will report back. On which ah. cameras I will be using and what film I will be using. Um, and it's going to be uh, very exciting. Have you continued to develop and scan your own stuff? Absolutely not. What happened? I love the idea of it. I just am not confident enough in my scanning ability. And also you need to, at the end of six weeks, you need to come over. We need to sit down and get the camera dactyl mongoose going. And I will feel much better about it. Oh, 
It's a life changer. I know. Uh, I know. I, I really need that thing to go commercial. Yeah, because I'm, I'm doing frame by what, frame. Yeah, because uh, what Ethan Moses has done with that thing is just not replicable by what anyone else has done. Listen, negative supply, velour, like all of it. They work, but you have to turn a knob. Right. I, the mongoose is a little miracle. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, I will help you get that set up. Thank what you. you need is a space to leave it up permanently. Okay, I'm going to do it. You know, I keep it. setting I'll mine up it. and taking it down. I'm going to okay. do it. I promise. Um, oh, my goodness. We have powered through what a show. yet what another. What a show, yes. What a show, what a show. Uh, 54 is an important number. Do you know why? Uh, please tell me. It's three times three times three times two. Of course it is. Three cubed times two. What that tells me is, it, you guys, we want to hear from you more about what you would like in the next 54 episodes. Even if they're okay? math problems, we're fine. Even if they're math problems. Yes. Um, we do have an ongoing list of topics. We continue to flirt with the idea of a bag show, particularly now that Gabe has brought me around. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I brought the, I brought the gray Peak Design 10L. So on excited. This trip. So happy. And now I have filled it with yet another camera. Oh, yes. That's what bags are for to fill with cameras. Yes. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, I would, a bag show is in the offing, but what else do you guys want to hear about? You know, we love hearing from you at our email address, idreamofcameras at gmail.com. Gabe, what else do we have to say? Well, we have to, to say listeners? thank you to the amazing Fred Corey. Who gives us yes. our beautiful sound, our theme music, all our little sound bites. And, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. Yes. Fred Corey is the proud owner of a Leica Q2 as of today. I love it. He has That's so the exciting. Q2 after that whole horrible stolen camera. He is now the owner of a Q2, I'm and he is so very happy about it. Me and I talked it. about this the other night. He was trying to decide He's whether to go so for happy. the Q2, and I'm so glad he did it. Yep. Fred, post some of your Leica photography. Oh, yes. Okay? You guys should be following Fred Corey. He's Fred, C-O-U-R-Y, on Instagram. Okay? He's a great follow, and we want to encourage him to share some of his photography. Absolutely. And then, Who else do we of have course, to we have to thank. Keith Greenstein for the amazing look we have, our logo, our website. We could go on and on. Our merch, please go check it out. That's and, right. Uh, it's a yes. lot of fun. And I'm seeing him tonight. Did you know that? Oh, that's oh, that's right. Very the exciting. The siblings, all the siblings are converging on New York for our orphans get-together because our parents are dead. So we do these get-togethers <laughs> oh once a year. This one is exciting. I'm going to see Keith. And Stephen and Jill, and we're going to have adventures. I love By the it. way, since we're talking about follows, Keith is copywriter on Instagram. Yes. He was one of the smart people who snagged a good Instagram handle early, and he is an avid OM1 photographer who has begun posting a lot of his photography with the OM1 that I gifted him many years ago. And he is quite a talented photographer as well. So great. Love it. While we're on the subject of Instagram. Yes. Please follow us on Instagram. We are I Dream of Cameras. Gabe Sachs is Gabe Sachs on Instagram. I am as Jeff Greenstein because Jeff Greenstein is a tax fraud felon who has fallen off the front page of the Google search results. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Yep. Just saying. Uh, gosh, uh, have I left out any critical facts? Have we left out any critical facts? No, I think we're good. I just want to encourage people to tell us about their local camera shops or 
you know, yes. ones they'd love us to check out or ones that they're excited about. And uh, we'd love to support them. We'd love everyone else to support those local camera shops. Yes, definitely. Uh, we have been spotlighting interesting local camera shops in our cities and far-flung cities around the globe. So let's hear about your favorite local camera shop. We'll feature them. We'll talk about them. Maybe we'll visit them. Yes. Okay. Gabe, we have reached the end of our hour. Yes, we have. Kindly walk us out of here. Here's what I have to say, people. I encourage you all to try something new in the next couple of weeks, whether it's a film, a new lens, a new style of shooting. Just get out there and try something new and broaden your filmic horizons. See you next time.